We are on Tzubis Samachvavah Bez 66b as we continue our discussion of a dowry and the different thing, different applications and ramifications when uh, the father of the bride uh, provides gifts or money, brings money into their marriage. And so the Mishnah explained that uh, when the father uh, provides uh, money for, the, for their marriage, the groom, the chasan, has to take 10% of that and give that back to his wife to use for kupa. Now the Gemara will want to know, what is kupa, my kupa? So Amar Vashi, kupa shall besamim. So Rashi explains this means perfume. It's so that she has 10% of that is given to her for her perfume. Uh, Tosus explains that it can't be really referring to perfume, uh, or, or perhaps it's referring to more than just perfume. It could be referring to uh, creams that she would use to for her skin, to smooth her skin, and different things for her appear, appearance. And so 10% of that would be given to her. Amar Vashi, Lo halalu Ravashi says that this is what they did in Yerushalayim. This amount, this amount of 10%, it's specific to Yerushalayim because in Yerushalayim, that's what was necessary for the women when they would, um, when they would uh, adorn themselves or when they would put on perfume. They needed that amount. Okay, that's what Ravashi says. By Ravashi, Rav Ashi essentially has many different questions about the process of giving it to his wife because his wife doesn't really need the 10% of the dowry uh, all at once. She doesn't need it all at once. Uh, she only needs what she needs right now in order to beautify herself. Uh, and so the question is, how often does she receive this? Does she receive it every day? Does she receive it uh, once for the entire marriage, once for the year, once for, uh, or is she given it? To, is it given to her uh, in that first month? Different questions that come up, and they're unresolved. They are left unresolved, um, and we don't have an answer to them. So on that topic, the Gemara now has the following point: We've had Nakdimon ben Gurion a few times so far, uh, maybe once so far, and it will come up uh, again today. Uh, Nakdimon ben Gurion was somebody who was very wealthy, and the daughter of Nakdimon ben Gurion, we will see uh, that uh, he lost all of his money, and she was left with nothing. She had no, she had no money left. But uh, before we even get there, she was married. Essentially, her father was very wealthy, and he still had money at the time that she got married. And uh, according to Rashi, uh, they, the father gave a lot towards the dowry, towards the nedunya for this marriage. If the father gave a lot for the marriage, so then 10% of it is given to her to use for her besamim, for her perfume, for her creams, uh, for herself, for, for to beautify herself. Um, and that's 10% that's given to her. Now, the husband passes away, and according to Rashi, she still, from the estate, she still receives 10% of the dowry, 
even after the husband passes away, she still receives it. And uh, she said that she receives every day, she receives 400 zehuvim, 400 pieces of gold uh, for her to use because her father was very wealthy. So he brought a lot into the marriage. He gets, she gets 10% of that. Every day she gets a very significant amount. And she's declaring how great this is, that she has so much that she could spend on this. And they responded by saying, Amen, so shall it be. Halavai, if only if this could apply to all women, um, that they should have the ability to, uh, to spend and to use it um, also for, uh, for what they need. Um, and so they answered, Amen. Okay, that is the story, that is one story of the daughter of Nakdimon Ben-Gurion. So while we're on that note, we'll add another story of, Na- of the daughter of Nakdimon Ben-Gurion. Tanarabbanan, it is taught in a b'risa. There's a story about Rabbi Yochan ben Zakkai, the great Rabbi Yochan ben Zakkai, who was traveling on a horse, um, and he was leaving Jerusalem, and he had his students with him. And what does he see? He says, uh, He saw a young lady who was gathering barley, amongst the dung of uh, the animals of the Arabs that were around. And Kevin Chiras also nitatva bisara, Vamdalafanov um Amrlo Rebi Parnasini. So once she sees that he's he's traveling, she sees that she sees that Rabbi Ahmed Zakai is traveling with the students, so she covers her hair, she stands in front of him, and she says to him, I need I need please help me out. You're this big rabbi. Please help me out. I'm I'm uh, financially, it's I'm in a terrible state. So Amr Allah says to her, "Bamiat, who's who's your father? I, I recognize you, Amr Allah, Bas Nakdimon Ben Gurion. I'm the daughter of the famous Nakdimon Ben Gurion, Nakdimon Ben Gurion Ani, the the daughter of this very wealthy person. So Amr Allah, Biti, Mamon Shal Halach. What happened to all of his money? How did he lose all of his money? In Aramaic, uh, money is referred to as zuz. It comes and it goes. Zuz means it moves." That uh, it comes and goes. So, what happened to all your money? So, Amr Lo Rebbe, Lo Kedin Matlin Mitzlab Yerushalayim, Melech Mamon Chaser, Amr Lo Chaser. She says, Don't you know the parable that they give in Yerushalayim, in Jerusalem, about money? So, there's two different versions. One version is that if one wants to preserve Melech Mamon, if one wants to preserve their money, what do they have to do? They have to lose their money. In order to preserve your money, you have to lose your money. What does that mean? According to the first version, it means you have to give tzedakah. You have to give charity. If a person wants to uh, keep their money, they have to lose their money. They have to recognize that the money that they receive is not their own. It's given to them by God, by Hashem. And, and uh, they're just holding it on to, uh, to fulfill God's word, to figure out what to do with it. And part of what, what one has to do with money is to give it to tzedakah, to give it to charity. And so we'll see. that The Gemara will discuss whether or not he gave money to charity. But she's saying, first of all, you have to give it to charity. If you don't give it to charity, so then you'll lose your money. And she lost. The father lost all the money. She has no money. Alternatively, the other version is that uh, it's not chesed. It's not uh, chaser. It's not about giving tzedakah per se, charity per se. But it's about chesed. It's about doing acts of kindness. It's about using uh, your time and your energy. Not just your money, but your time and your energy uh, to help other people out. And so that, that's what retains a person's uh, money. So then he asked, I understand, 
What about your father-in-law? What happened to all the money that he brought into the marriage? On Malo, she says to him, No, they, they work together. My father, my father-in-law, once one lost it, the other one also lost it. And so then she tells him, Don't you remember, Rabbi Yochaman Zakai, don't you remember me when you signed, when, we, when I originally was married years ago, and you signed Mike Suba. You were one of the people who, when you signed Mike Suba, and he says, yeah, he starts telling his students, when I signed on her Ksuba, on her marriage document, I also read, and we do this today, we also read the Ksuba under the Chuppah, under the canopy. So there's a Minag, there's a, a strong custom for such an idea. And that he also read the fact that her father, the wealthy father gave Thousands upon thousands of dinars of coins of gold into the marriage above and beyond what her father-in-law brought into the marriage, and that she brought so much money into the marriage. They were so wealthy. Bachar Rabbi Yochanan Zakai, Rabbi Yochanan Zakai cries, and he says as follows: V'amar Ashrechem Yisrael, how great are the Jewish people? Bizman shows in Rishonu Shamakom in Kol Uma V'Shulashon Shalatus Behem. When they are fulfilling God's word, they are so great that no nation, nobody could. Be in charge of them. Hashem will make sure that they get what they need and that they could receive more than that. They could, they could be very wealthy. And also, when they are not fulfilling the word of God, that they are given over not just to a lowly nation, but they are given over to the animals of a lowly nation, that they are suffering if they are not fulfilling the word of God. Now, many of the commentators ask, what exactly is going on here? What is Rabbi Yochan ben Zakeh saying? First, he says, praiseworthy are the Jewish people that when they are fulfilling the word of God, so then Hashem takes care of them. And then he says, but if they don't fulfill the word of God, so then Hashem will make sure that they are punished. But how is that? Ashrechem Yisrael, praiseworthy are the Jewish people. Praiseworthy are the Jewish people for the first phrase. But for the second phrase, the phrase that says that if they're not following the words of God, so then they'll be given over to the animals of the lowly nation, how is that an Ashrechem Yisrael, praiseworthy of the Jewish people? And the answer is, the answer is that yes, it's still Ashrechem Yisrael, praiseworthy of the Jewish people, because it's a very important idea that when it comes to the Jewish people, Ein Mazal Yisrael, that we are not, we are not uh, controlled by others, which we are under the dominion of God Himself. Uh, Hashem is watching over us. And that means for the good and for the bad. It means that when things are going well, Hashem will protect us, Hashem will take care of us. And when things aren't going so well, so then Hashem will also punish us. But that's all to our benefit because we have such a close relationship with God. When we have such a close relationship with God, it could have uh, various uh, polar polar, uh, opposite ramifications. It depends on whether we're fulfilling the word of God or not. But we have that close relationship, so therefore it can lead to good and it can lead lead to bad. Okay. That's what, that's what the Gemara says. We'll see a few more lines of the Gemara. The Gemara now asks, I don't understand. Is it really true that uh, the father of this girl, Nakdimon ben Gurion, uh, he didn't really give charity? How could you say that? When he used to leave the study halls, he basically had a red carpet come out and he would give to the poor. The poor would line up and he would give to the poor. So of course, he, uh, he gave charity. We're now in Samuel Zayin of an Aleph 67a. So the Gemara gives two answers. Answer number one is that yes, he gave, but he gave for his own honor. 
He gave for his own honor. He didn't give so that uh, he helps the other people out. He gives it purely for his own honor. At least this is how some of the commentators point, explain it, that it wasn't about caring for those who are in need, but it was for his own honor, so people respect him, so that people talk about him. That's why he gave tzedakah. Ibai Sema, we'll get back to this in a second. Second answer is, uh, the second answer is, is that yes, he gave, but he didn't give as much as he could have given. He's very, very wealthy. Uh, he could have given uh, um, a lot more, as the phrase goes, that the strength of the camel, that's how much you should uh, put uh, weigh upon him and that he should carry, that the camel should carry. That uh, if a person is very wealthy, so then they should give more. So just to discuss these two answers. Number one is that the reason why he became poor was because he did it for his own honor. So the commentators point out that there's another Gemara which says that if a person who gives staka on the condition that certain things should happen, that uh, whatever it is, I will give charity on the condition that my son will get married or my son will live a long life. So that's fine. That works. That's a fulfillment of charity. It might not be ideal. It's a fulfillment of giving charity. So why over here? He's giving so that he gives to charity on the condition that he... He becomes, uh, people respect him. Why doesn't that work? So that's really antithetical to charity. When it comes to charity, it's all about giving. It's all about the other person. And if it's on condition that something good happens to me, okay, fine. So it's about something good happening to me. But if it's purely about my honor, purely about, I'm, I'm only giving to the other person purely for my own honor. It's not for both, but it's purely for my own honor. That's antithetical to giving tzedakah. And therefore, one has not fulfilled the mitzvah of giving tzedakah. Okay, that's the first answer. The second answer says that, he didn't give as much as he could have. This is something which is unique to the laws of tzedakah as opposed to other mitzvos. When it comes to other mitzvos, whether you're wealthy or you're poor, you have to buy it. Regardless of however much it, the costs don't change, uh, if a person has to buy Hanukkah candles, they have to buy Hanukkah candles. And it's the same amount, whether they're wealthy or whether they're poor. It doesn't make a difference. Only when it comes to tzedakah is there a sliding scale where we say that if a person is very wealthy, so then in order for them to fulfill the mitzvah of tzedakah, they have to give more. They have to give more, they have to go above and beyond. If a person is less wealthy, so then they have to give less. Uh, there's also an idea, we'll close with this, that the reason why he really lost, it seems like a very uh, severe punishment for him to lose all of his money. Uh, it could be that uh, this was specifically during the times of the destruction of the temple. And since it's during the times of the destruction of the temple, so there's an idea that God's wrath, God's anger is expressed to all the people, to all the people. And therefore, if one person does something wrong, even though they might not get such a severe punishment, but in such a scenario, such a situation where the temple was destroyed, they will be swept along with the punishment and they will also receive a more severe punishment. And so that's why uh, he lost uh, all of his money. Okay, so that's the story of uh, of Nakdima ben Gurion and... Uh, a few ideas about uh, the laws of tzedakah. That one cannot do it for their own honor. There's a big discussion if we're, you're allowed to get a plaque. Or most as you could have a plaque with your name on it, even though it's for your honor, because it's really not for your honor. You're publicizing it to encourage other people to also donate. That's your primary motivation, to have that plaque. It's uh, to encourage other people to also, to also donate and to also give. And also, the law that um, you should give based on your wealth. That it's not... Uh, one size fits all, but you should give based on based on your wealth. Okay, this concludes this part of the Gemara. We'll continue with the Gemara in Zion in the next class.